Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. Welcome to episode 31 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and I'm an author, speaker, and coach who serves to inspire, encourage, and accompany those who are striving for holiness. Our episode this week is tied to our Say Yes to Holiness Today 40-Day Challenge in which we are focusing upon our purpose, our call to holiness, our unique and unrepeatable mission in this world, and the intentional need for us to choose to follow Christ. I hope that you enjoy today's podcast and I'll see you on the flip side. Our food for the head today comes from St. Pope John Paul II and he wrote, what makes a human being great is the stamp of God which each of us bears. Throughout the 40-day challenge, we're focusing upon, first, the foundation upon which we need to build our journey in faith. And in order to do that, we need to have a firm understanding about who we are, or whose we are, more importantly. And whose we are is exemplified in our image and likeness in which God created us in his image and likeness and we have to understand that any greatness that we have doesn't come from any kind of activity or creative endeavor or uh, some wonderful invention or from uh, serving a lot of people or that's not where our greatness comes from it's not as a result of our efforts Rather, it is from God. And we need to understand that our greatness comes from Him. It is when we open ourselves up to the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives that then we're able to tap in to the greatness that He created us with. St. Irenaeus in the second century expressed this concept best when he wrote, the glory of God is man fully alive. And it's by living the life that God created us for, that life that has purpose, that life that is full of peace, that life that just overflows with abundance. That is when our greatness is being revealed because that's when we're in union with the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is working in and with and through us. And it's very important that we always keep this truth in mind because otherwise we're going to become distracted by or even fooled into thinking that it's us that's doing what's going on in our lives, that it's due to our efforts. 
and it's not. We have to remember that it's God. And, you know, one of the things that we have to really take a hard look at is, do we truly believe that God is our creator? So often we kind of do the head nod. Yeah, yeah, God, you know, created me. Um, And we kind of give a token acceptance to that. But in our deepest hearts, we really believe that it's our hard work. It's our perseverance. It's our talents. It's our gifts. It's our, our, you following the pattern? And that's what we have to set aside. We have to acknowledge in humility that we are not the creators. We are creatures. And anything that we as creatures are able to do is only because of the goodness and the care and the love that our Creator has for us. So we need to remember what makes a human being great is the stamp of God which each of us bears. Our food for the heart comes from Venerable Fulton Sheen. And he says simply, God writes his name on the soul of every man. Again, this is tied to the first truth that we were talking about, which is that our greatness lies in God that it comes from the image and likeness with which he has created us. And in the same way, God has designed us, he created us expressly for himself. You probably have heard the phrase that our God is a very jealous God. Well, he is because he designed us for him to be in union with him. And a great way that I heard a long time ago from a speaker about how to describe this longing uh, that we experience. But God created us with a God-sized hole in our hearts. And as I just said, this is expressed in our deepest longings, but especially the longing to know and to be known and to love and to be loved unconditionally. To know without a doubt that regardless of what it is that we have done, regardless of what it is that we have said, regardless of anything that has happened in our lives, be it happened to us or we did the action, that we are known completely and we are still loved. This is a longing that all of us have. Each and every one of us longs. And this desire got placed it there at the moment that we were formed in our mother's womb. And for me, it brings me great peace and comfort to know that God is longing for us just as we long for him. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, uh, she describes it in the uh, charism and the uh, lived out expression of the spirituality of the missionaries of charity, the order she founded. They express it as his thirst. I thirst. That's what Jesus spoke that message to Mother Teresa. And it's the idea 
that Jesus thirsts. Where did we hear those words? When he was on the cross. When he was literally pouring out his life for each and every one of us. And that is where we encounter his thirst so completely. Where we see it being modeled is that even as he is drawing his last breaths, he is thirsting, he is longing for union with us. He's longing to be known and to be loved by us. God is seeking us more than we seek him. And that's why a beautiful uh, Benedictine monk once told me, and I think I've shared it before, that God is always whispering. Well, the reason he's always whispering is because he's always searching for us. He's always whispering to us. He always is surrounding us with reminders of who he is. And we can find that in creation. We can find that when we have eyes to see and ears to hear. We can find it in others. But most powerfully, we can find it in his living word, which we find in sacred scripture. This is why that the practice of coming and spending time each day meditating upon his word has such great fruit in our lives is because by encountering and meditating upon the living word who is Jesus we're coming to know him and we're coming to love him and in so doing if we're allowing for that conversation which is what prayer is that conversation between us and God if we're allowing for that conversation to happen then we're allowing him to know us more deeply and to love us more profoundly. Now you might be saying, why, you know, do I have to share? You know, God knows everything. But it's just like a parent with a child. We still want to hear about our son or daughter's day. In the same way, Jesus longs, he thirsts to be able to spend time with you, to be able to come to know you and love you. And in so doing, we come to know and love him and fill up that God-sized hole that's in our hearts. And we're back. Our food for the hands comes from St. Faustina's Diary of Divine Mercy. And in it, she wrote this message that Jesus said to her. Know this, my daughter. If you strive for perfection, you will sanctify many souls. And if you do not strive for sanctity, by the same token, many souls will remain imperfect. Know that their perfection will depend on your perfection and the greater part of the responsibility for these souls will fall on you. Wow. <laughs> Many times when we talk about the call to holiness, the call that each of us has to become a saint, to be the saint that God created us to be, we, we think that it's just about us. But here, Jesus is very clear about the fact that 
No. Our choice of whether or not to respond to that call, to whether or not it is that we strive for perfection, it impacts many souls. And if we don't strive for perfection, then many souls are going to be impacted negatively. They'll remain imperfect. And, you know, so often we'll kind of delude ourselves, you know, about the fact of, oh, you know, I'll get to that, you know, I'll get to my prayer life or I'll go to, you know, daily mass when I'm retired and I have time or I'll I'll go to adoration or um, I'll, uh, you know, uh, do more uh, corporal spiritual works of mercy. I'll get involved in St. Vincent de Paul, you know, when I have more time. We always put those things aside because we are so busy. But the fact is, is that there is nothing more important if we truly believe what it is that we profess each week, that God desires for us to be with him for all eternity and that Jesus came so that that would be possible. But if we just look at the gift of what Jesus has done for us and we kind of go, eh, not now. I'm a little busy with my life and I'll get around to that, Lord. Then pretty much we're doing the equivalent of leaving a Christmas gift under the tree. We're refusing the gift. But it's not just about refusing the gift for ourselves. We're refusing the gift for others. So many times, if you're not motivated to strive for perfection for yourself out of your own personal love that you have for Christ and your desire to, you know, uh, quench his thirst for your soul, do it for those you love. We don't know how much of an impact we are going to have on everyone around us. We don't until we get to heaven. Now, sometimes God gives us the the grace of hearing about how we're impacting other people. So, for example, someone might comment to me, hey, that podcast was really great, or I really appreciated that blog post, or that was what I really needed to hear, you know, Um, and and you get a glimpse. But we're not going to be able to truly see the impact that we have on one another until we do get to heaven. And how are we going to feel when we see that we could have saved so many others just by simply saying yes to that call to holiness today? But the other part of it is, is that what Jesus reveals here is that everything matters. Every word, every action, even every thought If we put it at the service of God and in union with him, we focus upon loving others, then we're able to help Jesus bring about the redemption of others and the redemption of the world. We've been invited by God to participate in this, but we have to say yes.
Our food for the feet comes from one of my favorite saints, St. Ignatius of Loyola. And he wrote this in the spiritual exercises. And he says, Man was created for a certain end. This end is to praise, to reverence, and to serve the Lord his God, and by this means to arrive at eternal salvation. All other beings and objects that surround us on the earth were created for the benefit of man and to be useful to him as means to his final end. Hence, his obligation to use or to abstain from the use of these creatures according as they bring him nearer to that end or tend to separate him from it. I love this because, again, we keep building upon truth. We keep building upon the truth that we're made in the image and likeness of God. And with that, the fact that God thirsts for us, that he created a hole in our hearts, you know, uh, for, for us, so that we would be searching for him. And then the fact that everything matters, that we have the opportunity to through our responding to our call to sanctity, we have the opportunity to help bring about the sanctity of others. And then finally here, St. Ignatius pointing out to us that everything matters, but all things must be put at the service of our ultimate end, to be saints in heaven. That's what it is to praise, to reverence, and to serve the Lord as God, and by this means to arrive at eternal salvation. This is what heaven is, is to be a saint. We're called to know and love and serve God here, and we do it through our praise. We do it through our prayer and devotion. We do it by loving others to the utmost of our abilities as best we can in each and every moment of every day, knowing that even our attempts matter when they're unified when they're in union with God Jesus modeled for us what this looks like he modeled it for us Jesus wasn't suffering his passion for some faceless them he was suffering it for each one of us personally individually and he had us in mind as he was suffering and dying why so that we might be able to have eternal life but the biggest thing for us to bear in mind is the fact that not only has he made it possible but God has also given us everything that we need to be able to be sustained on this very challenging and arduous journey of life. As we are moving towards our heavenly homeland, God has given us everything that we need to sustain us. He's given us the graces in a particular way in the sacraments of the church. We don't have to do this all on our own. It's not our own efforts. God is there with us. He desires us to take his yoke for it is one that is easy. Why is it easy? Because he's given us access to his grace. He's given us access to his power that is present in the sacraments, present in 
baptism and confirmation in Eucharist, reconciliation, anointing of the sick, marriage, and holy orders. All of these are gifts that God has given to us so that we can use them as a means to get to our heavenly homeland. And out of gratitude, we have an obligation to use everything that's been given to strive for perfection, to use it or to abstain from using it, depending upon whether or not it takes us nearer to our end or tends to separate us from it. But especially this is not an obligation out of duty or out of servitude, but rather it's an obligation that comes from encountering that all-encompassing, overpowering, deeply profound, my, my words fail, of the love of God. That God who loves us so deeply that he will not rest until we're going to be welcome safe to our eternal home. So what are some resolutions that you might take from our conversation today? If you're participating in the 40-day challenge, I'm suggesting a resolution to you each day, but here are a few more which you can take to heart and if they appeal to you, then to use them. So one is for you to take time to reflect and to give thanks for the awesome gift that you've been given by being created in the image and likeness of God. To just spend time uh, reflecting upon it and giving thanks for it. Another, you know, is to respond to God's thirst for you by spending time and meditating upon his word for at least five minutes each day. The more that we meditate upon his word, the more that we will come to know and to love him and in the same way that he will come to know and love us. Another resolution, uh, and this, this is a really good one for me uh, this week, um, is uh, to resolve to be attentive uh, about how and what you speak to others by being intentional about placing your speech at the service of God, you know. Uh, so focus upon loving others through your spoken word this week. Um, you know, be attentive. What and how am I speaking to others? Is it in a loving way? But be attentive to that. That's, that's another, you know, great resolution. Um, and, and finally, uh, that you could, uh, spend time, you know, meditating upon the great gifts of, uh, the sacraments that God has given us. One of the most beautiful ways to do that, um, is to pray the luminous mysteries of where we reflect upon, uh, the great gifts of the sacraments of baptism and marriage, uh, and especially of Eucharist that is there. So those are some ways that you can deepen your journey uh, along the path. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode and the conversation uh, that we've had today. And I wanted to uh, give you a special call to action, uh, which is to really 
be intentional about participating in the Say Yes to Holiness Today 40-day challenge. You might be thinking you got too much going on, that you can't do this, but I can tell you that God rewards even our smallest efforts and have really strived to make sure that the time that you need to spend is really less than seven minutes, um, if uh, even if you're reading and uh, reflecting uh, for a little bit more than uh, the material might ne- necessitate. But allow God to work in your heart. And in a particular way, I invite you to enter into community. The uh, 40-day challenge is being sent out by email, but you also have the opportunity to be able to post within the private Facebook group, Say Yes to Holiness Today, private Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook, I highly encourage you to go and search out the group if you haven't joined it yet and to join and then to share. How is this journey transforming you? I invite you to keep doing whatever it takes so that you can continue to strive to put God first so we can tell the master of death not today. Hope to see you within the 40 days of this challenge and know of my continued prayers for all of you. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness on Instagram at Christina Simmons or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care, and I look forward to talking with you again soon.